Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, presented by the tech doctor, Ronan Leonard. Hi, welcome to today's Irish Tech Podcast. Today I'm PwC talking with David McGee. How's it going, David? Very well. Good, thanks. So tell us a bit about the, the journey that you took to become fully digital enabled. So uh, across the PwC network and here in PwC in Ireland, we've taken a number and are still on that journey uh, to become the leading digitally enabled firm. And in the last uh, 13 months, we've uh, gone live completely with the full G Suite um, application suite and replaced all of our legacy um, email and file storage systems. We've gone live with Workday uh, and we've gone live with Salesforce. And we've more in the pipeline uh, over the coming months. Um, in addition to that, we're deploying a whole pile of new uh, digital tools right across the business to help us to do our work faster and more effectively. Tell us a bit more about what G Suite is. Is that Gmail or what is it? So G Suite is the full range from Google. So we use it for email. We use it for calendar. We use it for uh, texting. We yeah. use it for uh, video hangouts, video conferencing. Yeah. And then it gives us the whole file storage and the Google Docs. So Google Docs, Google Sheets, Google Slides for document creation and collaboration yeah. has completely changed how we uh, work and engage here. Um, we still use the Microsoft application suite um, and it's still important when I want to get something that I need to perhaps share out with a client. Yeah. But for all of our internal stuff, it makes an enormous difference. I can have, I had last week a situation, I'm trying to get a document ready. I've got seven people all working on the same document all at once yeah. um, and genuinely collaborating as opposed to the endless fire on version kind of 42 and wait for version 47 to come back around. Yeah. So it, it, that, that's been that's been massive. And also, you work with Salesforce. What about that's a bit more about that as well? So yeah, so Salesforce went live here on June fourth. Uh, we're very excited. Uh, we were the eighteenth uh, PwC territory to uh, go live on Salesforce. And um, we, while it's early days, while we're only in the first few weeks, we think that'll really transform how we um, engage with our client base and. Um, help to deepen and strengthen our relationships right across our contact base. So we have, to date, we've deployed um, the standard Salesforce stack. So we are using that for uh, keeping track of all of our client data, all of our contacts. Uh, we're starting to use it now for opportunity management. Mm -hmm. We will use it for uh, campaign and event management. We run 1,500 events a year in here. So tracking invited, who's been invited, who hasn't. We publish a couple of thousand pieces of thought leadership every year, keeping track of who's been sent what and who's got what, and more importantly, who's opening and reading what. Yeah. Um, and early next year, we'll deploy Marketing Cloud as a plug-in to manage all of our uh, direct mail. That's interesting. So how long did it take to get that set up? Uh, Salesforce took us, we probably started the project back in October. Yeah. And if I was going back again, I'd probably start a little bit earlier. Um, and, and I think the... You know, we're deploying cloud software and we're deploying against a global uh, PwC instance, right? So on the one hand, there's very little we're going to configure or change about the system. It's already been templated yeah. and created. Um, the integrations were relatively straightforward, right? So, so that, like, they all had to be done, and, but we had time to do that. I think the two things that if we were going back again, we would give even more time to would be data, um, it was a massive challenge to make sure our data was clean and migrated properly. I, I think we did a super job on the migration. I, I think the problem was 
Salesforce gave us a much easier way for our 3,000 people in PwC to engage and interact with their yeah. data and suddenly realized my own data is wrong. Like, I, I, I was opening up my own contacts and going, that isn't right. That's not their title anymore. Yeah. Or they don't work there anymore. And and it's much easier now to keep that data clean in Salesforce than in our legacy system. Um, but it was an eye opener for all of us about how dirty the data was. So that'd be one thing if I had more time and I could. And we're we're fixing that now as we go. Yeah. But the second thing I would put more time mm-hmm. into is the whole change and adoption process. So actually, spending more time with the the future users on how will you use the system and engage with it and how will it make your life better. Yeah. Um, and and look, let's be honest, this July and August is not a good time in any business to be trying to drive that. So now we've got people in, we've got people familiar with the system and using the basic functionality. Come September, we'll start a kind of a rolling six-month period of really trying to drive how we engage with it across our business. That sounds like, like it was a painful and also uh, a nice journey as well. Yeah, so I think um, we we found it overall. We found a very positive experience. We found the support from uh, Salesforce was superb, um, and honestly, like all of the normal things that you know, I've I've a long and checkered history of implementing systems for clients. Yeah. Uh, some go well. So I I think this went really well, and partly that was because the cloud-based solution and the fact that we were the 18th territory and 17 of them have already gone ahead of us meant that went very smoothly. I, I think the bit, and, and this is not dissimilar to other PwC territories have already gone live, it, it takes a while. Um, let me describe it this way, your own. I, I think it's the faster horse problem, yeah. right? So, so Henry Ford was asked once about, you know, why didn't you ask people what they, he said, if I asked people what they wanted, I'd have built a faster horse and yeah. no one would ever got a car. And I think what we've got with Salesforce is a suite of tools that, that our people are only starting to realize the potential of what yeah. they can do. And a bit like, I mean, we're 13 months into G Suite. And if I compare and contrast, I think when we put G Suite Live, we were just delighted people were logging into it. People are discovering for themselves over the past term all of the myriad ways that you can make your life easier and quicker and faster. Yeah. With the, and Salesforce, I think, will be the same journey for us. We're, we're a big organization. It takes time to, to percolate. But I guess because it's been implemented elsewhere, when people will see, you know what they've put that to go through, so it's easier for you guys. Correct. And we're, we're very connected across the network. So a lot of the deployment team are reaching out and, and understanding what's happened in the US, the UK, Canada, Netherlands, and so on. But, but actually, even more important than the core deployment team has been um, a lot of people here work on global accounts, yeah. right? So if I'm working and serving a client that is headquartered in the US and has operations across Europe and maybe an EMEA headquarters here, then Salesforce makes me much more connected into the people who are serving the same client in other jurisdictions. And, and, that, and that's, I think that's where we see that percolation happen. And have you used Einstein yet? Or are you going to use Einstein? We, we have Einstein deployed. Yeah. Um, and we are tipping around the edges with Einstein. So, so our view was, let's get the core Salesforce deployed. Then yeah. we'll, we'll bring, uh, So the licenses are there. And I've got a couple of reports and dashboards I'm looking at in Einstein. I think it's very powerful. We are kind of waiting till the autumn. So autumn is for Einstein and the spring will be for Marketing Cloud. All right. Now getting back to... To all this, uh, describe uh, what are the benefits that you actually got when you did this transformation. Uh, I, 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 I give you some of the soft benefits first. Yeah. Like I, I think our people welcomed it with open arms, right? So we 
definitely suffered in the past from that problem of my tech at home is is way better than my tech in work yeah. right and and I think we have really made that mass and we've a few more bits to go on that journey but I think we've made a massive leap forward and and suddenly people are coming in and finding you know my systems talk to each other uh, they're stateless I can operate across multiple devices yeah. very easily um, like like um, you know I, I get ready for a meeting now I can kind of on the train in the morning I can jot down some notes on my phone yeah. I can pick those up my iPad when I get to the office I can finish them on my laptop and then I don't print anything anymore yeah. um, I will just stick stuff on Google Drive and turn up and it doesn't matter what device I have with me I have all my documents now we didn't sit down at the beginning and say how much money will we say you know th- there was a bit here about um, you know, I used to work in retail. You know, say so you don't do a business case to tarmac the car park. Yeah. You just know people expect a paved car park when they turn up. Yeah. And we we had a business case, right? We're a, we're an accounting firm, and of course we kind of ran numbers on it, and we we absolutely understood the cost of what we were going to do. And we had, but I think a lot of the benefits have been about what it feels like to work here, and yeah. how it makes it easier for our people to collaborate how it supports work-life balance by being able to literally work from wherever you want to work. Right? So I, I finished a meeting across the city earlier in the week. There was absolutely no reason for me to come back here. I could sit in Starbucks and be fully connected yeah. to everything I want to be able to do and not have to waste 45 minutes trying to get across town in a taxi and then go all the way back again. Um, and just it, it, it just... It's, it's the promise that tech promised us 25 years ago. You know, this will make your life easier and take away the paper. And it never did that in the 80s and 90s. I think, think we might have got there. I think Wi-Fi was a big game changer when that came in. That changed things. It completely. Uh, Wi-Fi and I think 4G, yeah. right? Because I, the fact that... So, so I, I normally... I, I still have a paper notebook and, and I haven't... I know some of my colleagues are now using stylus. and uh, I, I, That's the one bit yeah. of kind of traditional kit I have but my normal is I'll have the phone in my pocket I'll have the iPad and this yeah. the laptop even the laptop stays in my desk yeah. yeah and and I don't bring it that much anymore but what it means is on on both my iPad and my iPhone I've got the Wi-Fi and the 4G and it just seamlessly moves back and forth yeah. and I, I um, it, it also means on the occasional time when I lose my phone I, I lose nothing because yeah. everything is now in the cloud and the guys can remotely wipe it and we move on. They don't like me doing that too often. Like I remember years ago when Steve Jobs uh, was launching one of the Apple products and up to then everyone used Ethernet cables to go on to go and land. And when he showed us this uh, thing through Ula Hoop, it had said it's got no cables. Yeah. That sort of game changed the world big time. I thought that's the future. Totally. I, I, it, is, it is absolutely. And just being untethered. Yeah. Um, I got a new uh, laptop recently. The battery is super... It's as light as my old one, but the yeah. battery is superb. So, so I can now... You know, if I want to bring the laptop with me, I can do a full day's work without bringing a charger. And it's just... You know, these are all small things, but like the, the old days of having to lug out your laptop and find a power cable and find yeah. an Ethernet point or, or worse, putting an RG45 in and trying to get the old dial-up going, like, <clears throat> horrendous. Yeah. Um, because if I go to conferences in the past and I had my old laptop... I'd be looking, trying to find somewhere, I'd get three hours of a look-in battery. So we're trying to find a seat where I can plug in and I couldn't get one. Now with this, yeah. I get about 10, 11 hours a day on average uh, amount of conferences. Don't, don't worry about plugging in somewhere. Completely. And also, uh, oh, the good thing is that with the Wi-Fi as well and everything else, it's so always a good connection. And if it doesn't work, 
I can use my phone as a hotspot wirelessly as well. It's, yeah. it's great. Yeah, it, we 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 moved to, and and what was important for us was while while our while our staff have had access to the phones and iPad for a number of years now, suddenly now deploying out those business applications onto it. So I can actually get a whole, like I can be reviewing documents, marking them up. I can be accessing um, approvals. Yeah. I can be signing off on purchase orders, looking through um, HR files, moving on, hire to retire processes. I can be, and, and most importantly, I can be engaging with my clients because yeah. I can access their files and data and I can access uh, what we're doing on Salesforce. And because you're so cloud-based, if you got an iPad with limited memory, every document is stored in the cloud, so you're not using up storage in your... On your, your, your Completely. Yeah. Everything is pushed out. I will occasionally, for a long flight, kind of replicate a few things yeah. down still, but, but basically my default is don't want anything on my devices. Uh, and partly... Partly that's a security issue. Yeah. Right? We would much prefer that, because the, the physical device can get lost, stolen. Yeah. Dis- so the less that's on those devices, the better. The, the, the only bit is, um, is, is, on a, is on a flight. Right? Yeah. Other than that, we, just, we kind of assume we're just connected all the time. And I guess if you've got in your tablet an iPad or a fingerprint scanner, it means if, if it's stolen, it can't access it. And if they get into it, Nothing there to be thought anyway. Yeah, we have a layer of encryption on all of the devices that mean even it, so, so over and above the fingerprint yeah. or the face ID, um, we have a we have further software enabled and everything is remote wipeable. So the minute I place a call back to our IT security folks here, they'll they'll uh, they'll zap the device. Yeah, because I've got on my on my, on my uh, Mac, I've got uh, a locks with my watch as well. Oh yeah, very good. <coughs> but only if if it knows I'm wearing a watch. Yeah. So when I put it on me. I've got a key and a passcode to say it's me. Okay. And then it knows it's me. So when it goes to the laptop, it also keeps the password and locks it because it knows I'm using it. But if I gave it to you and you put the watch in your, in your wrist, it wouldn't, it wouldn't know it's you. Very good. It, so it's, it's another kind of thing that the encryption is becoming a, a, a lot much safer and better. Absolutely. You know, and, it, and it's something where you know, our whole business is based on trust and, and we're acutely aware, whether it's paper files, whether it's documents, uh, stuff held electronically, both the the technical security around that, but also making sure our people are very clearly briefed. Well, because it's now online, you have to worry about documents getting shredded or documents getting mis- mislaid and misplaced. Yeah, and and you know the 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 hidden benefit of of where we've moved to is people are printing less, which yeah. means there's less physical documents. Um, but but we we are con- like I I. You know, when we go to staff events, whether they're work events or whether they're social events, just just watching that people aren't leaving laptops around, bringing devices out. Um, you just want to make sure that all of that, not giving out passwords, yeah. constantly doing fire drills on phishing emails, just making sure that we're uh, fully secured, touch wood. And I guess also you, you concern about BOID, make sure the devices you have all ones are each of the company only. Yeah, exactly. So we we've a a very firm policy on uh, firm issued devices right across um, and then there are multiple Wi-Fi networks in the building to yeah. segment uh, various user types so uh, you'll be on a guest network we have a separate network for the mobile devices we have a, a staff network for their own personal device and we try to keep everything kind of clean and separate at least that way you know basically who's on what and it's easier to control it and we can segment those and then we can shut them down as we need to or start them up as we need to so uh, we've much greater and then we've layers of defences then on that uh, which we test all the time yeah, at least you know if it was a breach where, where it came from but again it goes back to the, the the premise of our discussion here today which is the more we move to enterprise scale cloud-based software yeah. 
the easier that challenge becomes. So, because if I have multiple point solutions and all of them sitting on their yeah. own, sir, it, it becomes easier in, in the world we're moving to to start protecting some of that and build enterprise grade security around yeah. it. So, tell us a bit more about the challenges that, that you face when come fully enabled. So, I, I, I think some of the things there, um, we, we've, we've talked a little bit. I mean, I think. Um, if I was giving advice to anybody, you, you can never start too early on the data, yeah. right? And uh, however dirty you think your data is, it's worse than you think because it was never, it was never shaped and put into place for the kind of applications that we're now trying to migrate that yeah. data to. And I'm talking about everything from customers, contacts, your staff data to. Um, I, I'm working with a client at the moment, um, looking at their employee base across Europe and. You know, even though everybody gets paid on time every month, you know, all of the other data around staff records are very, are, are, are poor yeah. and, are, and are a very poor quality. And I think to do this, you know, the beauty of these systems is it makes it easier for everybody to see all the data, which is exactly what we want to get to. Um, but, but you immediately see where it's wrong yeah. and, and nothing worse than kind of creating a doubt in people. So, so data is one. And I would definitely, second piece of advice would be really focus hard on the change management, right? Like we've been saying for 30 odd years that, you know, don't try to change the system, change the process to match the system, right? And the reality is on a lot of uh, server installs of classic systems, we actually didn't do that. We actually yeah. did do a lot of customizing and tinkering and tailoring um, to try to get the system shaped around what we want to do. I, I really would encourage people like to now we were we were templated into that solution, but yeah. as much as possible, take the cloud-based software, make as few changes as possible, but then think about how you're going to leverage it and and how you're going to adapt your processes to what good looks like. Yeah. And the third one is it's related to the change management. The third piece of advice is don't don't constrain yourself with. Uh, the way I've always done it and the stuff I need to be able to do because what a lot of what we're finding is a lot of these tools open up possibilities of things we can do and ways of working that we hadn't even thought about when we were writing the business case yeah. or looking at the software and and people are discovering that like this is you know we, we've talked a lot about the enterprise scale software that we've been putting in, the next layer of our journey is to think beyond that yeah. and, and encourage people to uh, give people more and more tools. You know, we, we have a very diverse business and a portfolio of services that we offer to our clients, but actually at the core of a lot of what we do is the manipulation of data, right? Either numerical data or words and being able to pull in a whole pile of data, do something with it and present it back to the client. And, and we're deploying a whole load of different digital solutions across that so that we can access data in different ways, we can manipulate and analyze it, and we can present it back in ways that are much more intuitive, whether that's on mobile devices, whether that's visually pre presentation and um, clickable uh, reports and so on, so that we can, so, so we, can, we can do what we've always done, which is provide insights and assurance to our clients but do it in a way that's, that's fit for the, the, the century we live in. I guess you're looking at basically you have to adapt and change because you might have had years ago a certain way of doing things, but as technology changes, you've got to change your viewpoint as well. Uh, completely. And, and we've got to, you know, like, like all industries, there are commercial and competitive pressures all the time. And 
Um, we want to make sure that we're investing in our people and our technology to make sure we're staying ahead of that curve all the time. Because I guess, with, with, as you said, when you start to do the technology, you realise it could do more than you envisioned. So you have to slightly adapt what your, what your vision was, which in one way is a good thing to have, I suppose. And what we're really trying to tap into is uh, 50% of our workforce is under 30. So yeah. what really what we're trying to do is put the tools in place and create a culture where it's a safe environment to work with some of the modern digital technologies and, and off you go. Yeah. Um, you know, the first time somebody got a spreadsheet and sat down in an accounting firm and said, I wonder if this will make my life easier and envisage kind of where it would take them to. And, and I, what we're now saying is, you know, we, we've gone through early spreadsheets, we've gone through, and Excel is still critical for an awful yeah. lot of what we do. Um, Google Sheets has moved that up a level because yeah. now we can have multiple people accessing the same. But, but we're now thinking of things like, how do I use uh, tools like Alteryx or UiPath? How do I use tools like Tableau and Power BI yeah. to take that to the next level again? So not just tabulating and organizing my data and running formulas and macros. I'm actually thinking about how I extract it, how I present it, how I manipulate and change yeah. it. Yeah, I think over the years, years ago when you type documents, when someone went to Tipex, it meant that you didn't have to go and restart again. And what you do now is with the, with the technology you've got now, you don't have to restart again, you can keep doing what you're doing and make changes without any problems. Yeah, exactly. And, and follow that on again now. So um, Google comes, as do all the Apple devices, all the iOS devices with uh, speech to text enabled. Yeah. Um, and that gives us a whole kind of range of options as well. So I know I moved from the Tipex to being able to word process it, now to being able to talk, and I talk too fast. But by and large, it yeah. kind of gets kind of what I need out on the page. And also, the thing about years ago, uh, when you were talking documents, there wasn't a photocopiers. And that came in, and then suddenly now you've got scanning, you've got the ability just to uh, yeah. set a photocopy, and you can just share documents all around. It, it, absolutely. And, and I think that's I, I, that ability to share has become much easier because we did uh, we we did hit a point like all organizations where the way to share was to CC someone an email and that actually yeah. creates sludge in the system right and actually moving to a model where I can just make data open for you so that when you go looking for it it's there as opposed to constantly pushing and CCing all the time well I guess also if you say we have a, de- a depository here of files and every day you find it updated mm-hmm. so You'll know to go the first thing more last second night. You'll know to go there and see what changes have been made. Yeah, yeah, very much. Because emails, I imagine you internal email is dead now. It's not. It's not what it used to. Because you're getting so many emails to your clients coming through. How can, how do you spot the ones from internally? You won't see them much anymore. No, and and we are like all of these different platforms have made it easier and easier to to kind of reduce the email traffic. Yeah. Um, now we're not we're not we've a journey to go on that yet, but I think we're uh, we'll get there. Thing for me is that if you can collaborate online with certain products, totally. The problem I find past is that when you're in a company and you've got a firewall, it blocks certain files going through. Yeah. Now if you're if you're a company and you're shooting off your latest software suite, demo that or photographs, file blocks that. If you're collaborating tools, they are blocked on there, and you yeah. know because it's, you know because it's on the cloud, whatever internally on systems, you know that it won't be a risk. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, because I've seen companies in the past and they said, oh yeah, I did, I didn't get that email because. Uh, the, you know, final block blocks pictures. Yeah. And nowadays, because it's something like Slack or Right, you can just go ahead and share it automatically. Yeah. And we bypass the firewall. Yeah, no, very much. Yeah. Very much so. so uh, I guess uh, with that, have you any other tips you can give people uh, who are looking at doing this? 
start. Yeah. So, so like uh, the, the first tip is don't procrastinate. Um, like th- this does take a bit of time, yeah. um, and it does take a bit of investment of effort, and there's there's a cash outlay, but honestly, it's worth it. Um, and the sooner you start, the sooner you'll be reaping those benefits, and the sooner your staff will be saying that this is making me more effective yeah. and more efficient in my role. Like somebody wants to go and buy a TV and you keep thinking, I'll wait till next year when we're making a new model, and keep long the waiting, they won't get it. So if if they start now. With New Year's time, it'll be good to go. And to be honest, right, one of the massive advantages we're seeing is uh, the change cycle on the software, right? So there's now a global release. Um, It gets, uh, we we get told this weekend, uh, whatever, G Speed's being updated, and it just happens. So we're constantly getting uh, tweaks and improvements, obviously, but we're getting new features and functionality without all of the legacy challenge that we used to have of... You know, is that patched? Is that updated? Have I done that? Well, see, with legacy, probably it doesn't work on, on every setup machine you have. No. This does. So, you, in other words, and because it's in the cloud, if, if if any problems happen, you can you can go back to the last instance that you had the software Completely. and it works. Yeah, uh, and we're just finding that that's been a that's been a constant game changer for us. Um, even in the kind of the thirty or the fourteen months that we've had everything kind of here. Because I know a company who used to have a. They had a modern software and one computer in the corner, Windows 95, and a lack of software that they need to use. But that computer was, was on a network, and no one noticed that. And then one day they got hacked because mm. that computer was, was still on. Yeah. And they said, that's software we needed, but why is that on the network? It shouldn't yeah. be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you're going to find that on, when you say, when you're in a cloud-based stuff, if anything like that happens, okay, what was the instance we had before we got hacked? Yeah, we can flip back to that. You can flip back. Yeah. And it also means that Less chance of you getting uh, done by ransomware as well. Yeah, totally. Yeah, no, no, we're 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 very happy with the journey, and I think our advice to other people would be, you know, you know, get on board, right, and yeah. uh, and get to a cloud first, digitally enabled strategy for whatever industry or business you're in. But I guess you got to first make sure you know what you want. So when you're going to develop this, yeah, you you have a plan of what you want to do, and then from that you can decide what software or suite suits you best. Exactly. Because some might think oh, I might go for Office Five, what am I say G Suite. It, it varies on what business you have and what you're doing. Yeah, and, and people need to make their own choices. Like there's like I've talked about the, the, the vendors that we've used. There are lots of competitors in all of those different spaces. But, but I'd start with that. Can I get into the cloud? Can I get more collaboration? Can I get more internal transparency? Because people work best in teams. It doesn't matter what industry yeah. you're in. And that's where you get the most. Um, having those diverse... Um, teams that give you a kind of a, a range of viewpoints on, on whatever problem you're trying to solve. And also the best thing is that you're, you're, you're like Martini, in time place anywhere because yeah. as long as you've got access to the internet, no matter where you are, if you're in the middle of nowhere, you can, you can also, if you want to do some remote work and you get a client, one of your colleagues travels two hours a day each day there and back to, uh, to work, Yeah, you can tell them, well, during the weekend, why not just work from home instead, it's easier. Yeah, yeah. No, no, very much so. So no, we're uh, we're very happy, and we'd uh, we'd encourage everyone to take the same journey. Okay, and before we finish off, anything else from the podcast, or is that it? No, that's fine. That's All right, great. that's great. Thanks very much. Okay, Kevin. perfect.